Good morning, church. I pray that today, as we all sit here in His presence, each one of us will meet with Him, with God personally, and that you come home receiving word of Rama, living word from God. And we will see that God wants you and I to be strong. He said, be strong in the grace of God. Be strong in the power of God. And when he said, be strong, it's not only at the present time, but I believe that God wants you and I to be strong until we arrived at the finish line. At the finish line, you are still be strong. And how can we be strong? Is by the word of prophecy. Because the word of God, the testimony of Jesus is the word of prophecy. When we read what happened in the life of Jesus, it can also speak into your personal life. Speak word into your circumstances. And that word that is being spoken as a rhema, as a living word, is the one that will accomplish things in your life. So let's read first from 2 Peter 1 verse 19. It says, And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in the dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Now in this passage, Peter was recounting how he saw the glory of God when he was up on the mountain. And they heard the voice of God from heaven declaring, this is my beloved son. And then he say, and we have this prophetic word will be fully confirmed. And you should pay attention to this word of prophecy until the light rises in your heart. Now, if we see how our Bible has been written over such a long period of time, thousands of years, by so many writers of the Bible, and how the Bible, it's so amazing that God already spoken His Word through Isaiah. This is one example. Through Isaiah, the prophet, He spoke hundreds of years before about a king named Cyrus. So 100 years before. So that's the word of God. The word of prophecy is amazing. And when uh, people started to study and count the prophecy about Jesus, it's being found about 300 until 500 more prophecies about Jesus. And 
if we pay attention, that's why Jesus explained to his disciples who still did not know, how come Messiah is going to suffer? And then Jesus started to explain from the word of prophecy in the Old Testament. So now what God has been spoken to Jesus, what he has been spoken about what has happened, the Bible also speaks about what is going to happen in the future. And we will do well if we pay attention. So our source, we are guided not by the news of the world, but what is truly guiding us is the Word of God. Because God's Word is the Word of prophecy. And sometimes when you read, you have your quiet time, that word can speak personally to you. So let's look. Uh, this morning we will see how this word of prophecy happened in the life of Paul. We will look at Acts 27 and we will read um, certain parts to see what happened with Paul. So at this time, Paul was already being kept in a custody, in a prison. And actually, they found him that he was not really guilty. But because Paul already said, I want to go up to the Caesars. So they are sending him to Italy from Caesarea to Italy. So this is the last uh, chapters in, in the book of Acts. This is the trip that Paul is taking from Caesarea to Italy. And what happened is, from Caesarea, they were up on the ship, and then they go very slowly because it's difficult season to go in the sea at that time. And let's read from verse 9. Acts 27, verse 9. Since much time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous because even the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Sirs, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and much loss, not only to the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. So here Paul is traveling with all the prisoners that they are taking to Italy. And Paul being a servant of God, this is what's beautiful about this. When you can be strong because of the word of prophecy, God is working through people, right? Now, maybe sometimes God can speak through angels, but mostly now God is using you and me. These people, in the old times, God also used prophets. So Paul here, being a servant of God, 
He was becoming God's messenger, God's mouthpiece to speak of what they should do and what they should not do. And I believe God has his heart just like Moses. Moses was a prophet and Moses was crying out, Oh, I wish that a lot of you become like me, become like God's prophet. Whenever you speak, you speak the word of God. You speak what becomes encouragement to others. You speak what becomes wisdom for their lives. So Paul here becoming God's messenger. And isn't this something that God already entrusted to you and me? Because we have in our hands the word of God. We have now freely, we can bring God's word everywhere without restriction. And it's all in your hand and in my hand. So it's an open invitation. If you are willing to dive, to spend time with the word of prophecy, God's word, then it will fill your life, fill your mouth whenever you speak. When you speak to your children, when you speak to your family and friends in the workplace, you speak the word of prophecy. I just remember there was a testimony of um, a servant of God having an encounter with God at night in his home. He was taken into the throne room of God, and that experience really shook his life. He never experienced that before. And he was so terrified with that experience. And the next morning, when he came to his office, he came without telling anyone of what happened last night. But then when he came, one of the co-workers told him, How are you? And he said, Oh, I'm fine. And then the coworker say, Don't lie to me because you just had a throne room experience last night. And he was like, How do you know? How can you know what I experienced last night? That's some type of word of prophecy, word of knowledge that God can speak through us and become a confirmation, become an encouragement. So here in this ship with some uh, 200 people, Paul is speaking to them, do not continue the journey because it will be dangerous if you continue. And in order to become God's messenger, just like Paul, we need to be willing to spend time with God. I'm thankful for all of you, AOI family, who congratulate and prayed for me. And that's what we need as servants of God, your prayers. 
because we are here together. And when I got that um, ordination to the next level, I feel such a weight of burden, weight of responsibility that God is placing on my life. And of course, there is a price that we need to pay if we want to fulfill the call of God in our lives. The higher the call, the higher the price you have to pay. It doesn't matter. Maybe you paid it through your family, through the troubles in your family, in your workplace. There is the cost to pay. And sometimes it's talking about spending time with God. That's also a cost to pay. And be willing to get acquainted with the word. So many people today are fond of receiving prophecies. But the most sure prophecy is the word of God. We should not despise prophetic word, but we should test. Just like in Thessalonica, you should test it. By what? By the word of God. So number one, we need to be acquainted with the word of God. That's the most sure prophecy. And this is what Paul did when he first encountered Jesus and then he recounted in Galatians 1 verse 15 but when he God who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might, I might preach him among the Gentiles I did not immediately consult with anyone nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. So some people seeing this verse and they read it, they understand that Paul was spending some time, maybe about three years, just in solitude, seeking after God himself. He is not looking for other people with famous names, looking for, you know, maybe prophecy by some other people, but he searched and he seek the source. He was seeking God himself. That's why most of our New Testament is written by Apostle Paul, because that's when God is revealing to him the mystery that was never before revealed, that it was not only for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. Christ is opening up the way for the Jews and the Gentiles, which was, at that time, was like something really new. And there was much opposition. So Paul is the kind of person that is willing to pay the price. And then number two, if we want to be his messenger, we need to have this attitude of heart, which is being humble. In verse 11, 
when Paul already given the word, do not continue the journey. You should stop now. But then in verse 11, but the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. They were saying, okay, Paul, we, we heard you. But we have the scientists, we have people who are skilled in their profession, and they already know that it's okay. We have all this, you know, research already being done. So they weigh out, we go with the, our knowledge, we go with our science, we go with our technology, that this will be okay. And while on the other hand, Paul is speaking as a messenger of God, saying that, no, you should not do that. And if we look, you will understand better. You see here from Caesarea, no, they start the voyage going off here because they try to be safe, you know, so they take this route. And then going off here until they come to what is called fair heavens. So all this route is being taken over with somewhat difficulty because of the season. It's quite difficult by now to have this route. And once they arrive here, they say, oh, the harbor here is not a good harbor. You know, we should just try a little bit more to reach Phoenix. According to our mind, human logic, from here to here, it's only very little way. And it's just right off the coast. We're not going in the open sea. And all the skilled people the sailor, they say, sure, this is just only short. We will reach there. So this is contrary to what Paul said. Look, Paul, it's only a little way off. We've done this. And then finally, we de they decided, okay, we don't want to listen to Paul. So when they feel the south wind blowing from here, they say, okay, this is a good sign. Let's take off. So when they take off, feeling the south wind, suddenly, just this short distance, suddenly, what happened? From northeast, there was a violent wind that is going from the island and pushing the ship going off in the open sea for 14 days. If we look there, maybe according to our logic, 
according to what the well um, known, well knowledgeable people. It's okay. We can do this. We got this. But sometimes when God says no, it's always better to follow God's voice. So, when you and I become his messenger, we need to be humble enough when we already speaking out in obedience. But then people do not receive it. People say, oh, you're just speaking out of your own way. Maybe even some people oppose. And we see some prophets in the Old Testament. They risk their life for speaking the word of God. But Paul here, when you are humble, one of the signs that your heart is humble, you will continue to do good. Even when people's response are not good. Verse 21, 22. This is what happened when they were being tossed in the open sea. Verse 21. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Man, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. And then let me continue first. In verse 23, For this very night there stood before me an angel of the God, to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. But we must run aground on some island. So we see here, they were in suspense because the ship was being tossed here and there and it's, 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 it's recorded that they had no sun for days in the middle of the storm and there was no sun. One time, um, we met a group of people who just came off from the ship. It's a cruise ship. It's a famous cruise. Usually people really enjoy because it's, it's, it's already so famous. But this group of people, they came out of the ship. They were like looking like their faces is like so tired. And so it's like, it's not a healthy face. And they reported to us, wow. 
what an experience to be tossed in the sea because the waves is so very strong. So you can imagine being in the open sea, 14 days, two weeks, and they were all in suspense, and they were all because of the suspense, they don't feel like eating. So they've been fasting for two weeks. And sometimes this is a picture for your life and my life. We are sailing in this life, in the sea. And so many times there are storms coming. The difference between those in the ship, the majority, and this one person, Paul, is that Paul is having the word of prophecy. That's why in the middle of this, maybe a lot of people complaining, they already lost hope. They lost all hope to be saved. And you can, personally, I had a short experience being suspended on the airplane. The airplane cannot land because of the bad weather. And you can feel the suspense in all the passengers because we were all like suspended about 30 minutes in the bad weather. So people was like, oh, oh what's going to happen? And every, you know, shaking was like, some people scream, you know, and they were already encouraged to, you all pray. So people during that time can lose hope. So this is the difference that Paul, having the word of prophecy, what happened? He said, the night before, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship, preceded him and bringing the message, the word of God, saying to him, do not be afraid. And I feel that one of the messages that God is telling the church is that just like Paul, he knew the God whom I belong. Maybe in this world, you feel like you belong to your family. That's whom you belong. And some people, when, when, when they belong to a certain country, they feel privileged because when they are lost, that country will search for the citizens. So when you belong to someone, you belong to a family. When you are being lost, they will search for you, right? Because you belong to that family. When you belong to God, it doesn't matter. Paul was in the middle of the sea. There was no communication. Nobody knows what's going to happen with them. They have not been eating anything. But there is a God 
to whom he belongs, who's always watching over him. So no matter, maybe you experience the storm of life in the form of rejection. Maybe you feel being rejected in your schools, in your workplace, in your family. But God wants to tell you, if you belong to the family of God, you belong to Him as His sons and daughters, God will take care of you. No matter where you are, maybe people don't know that you are in the deepest pit. You are experiencing such a deep pain, hurt, wounds, problem, just like a storm can toss you up and down, up and down. But when you belong to God, just like Paul, God will make sure, even though he had to go through the storm, God will make sure he will come out of it safely. So make sure you stay in the covenant with God. You belong to God. And the word that Paul is receiving is not only become a strength to him, do not be afraid, Paul. But when he spoke to his friends, the personal word become encouragement to all the people in the ship. Do not be afraid because Paul has been called to go to Italy and God has granted you all those who sail with you. Now, this is the next thing that God wants to speak to you and I, that you as a righteous person, God can use you so that the people who is surrounding you will experience the blessing from you being his sons and his daughters. This is true. All the people in the ship are being saved because of Paul. That's what it says. It's because Paul was in the ship, so it was saved. So whenever you are, wherever you go, you pray that the angels of God will guard over you and all those who travel with you will receive the grace of salvation. Just like Joseph, when Joseph was in Potiphar's house, it says, because Joseph was there, so Potiphar was being blessed in everything that he has, in house and in the field, because of Joseph. So this is one of the, such a great grace that God has granted to you and me. So Paul says, so take heart, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. When you become the messenger of God, when you know, when you get acquainted with the word, make sure that when you come to the word, you come to believe that everything the word said, it will happen just like it has been told you. 
God's promise, if you continue in perseverance, it will happen just like you have been told. Sometimes we have a lot of doubts, a lot of worries. But those are the times when we need to hear again His words of prophecy, His words of uh, promises in your life. So many times I go back to my journals, years, years, years back. And when I read it, I am being very encouraged. And my faith soar again. Yes, Lord. So this is Paul's stance in being humble. 1 Corinthians 9, I'll read it quickly. Verse 19, For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews, I became as a Jew in order to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means, I might save some. So the purpose of us knowing the word, being his instruments to speak the word, being humble so that we might win some. And this is the next one. Be a testimony to win others. Verse 33 and 34, as day was about to dawn, Paul urged them all to take some food, saying, today is the 14th day that you have continued in suspense and without food, having taken nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take some food, for it will give you strength. For not a hair is to perish from the head of any of you. And then continue on. And when he had said these things, he took bread and giving thanks to God in the presence of all. He broke it and began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. We were in all 276 persons in the ship. So if you're willing to spend time with the Word, to get the Word in your life, in a humble heart, then you will become a testimony. When Paul encouraged them, he speak again, not a hair of your head will perish. This is such a strong, confident word that God is speaking through Paul. So when you know in your heart, when you know who gave you the promise, you can speak with confidence. And that's what we need to do. Speak it out. 
you need to speak the promises that God has given to you. And when you speak it out, your ear listen. And even your family listen. And that become the strength, the testimony to strength all the others. And they were all encouraged. They took food. And what happened? After they have eaten, the next day, they had to swim because finally the ship ran aground just off the island of Malta. And those who can swim, they have to jump out and swim. So what happened if they haven't eaten anything? And they are being asked, you go and swim. They need some strength. So if we follow the word of God, the word of prophecy, it will be just in the right time for the right season. When you obey it, you will not miss your opportunity. And once they come to the island of Malta, even in that island, because they stayed for three months in that island for the winter, and during that time in the island, so many people, it says when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came and were cured. They also honored us greatly. And when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. So even when they were in the island, Paul became a testimony. He came and visited the father of Publius, which is a respected person in that island. And when Paul visited and he prayed for Publius' father, and he was healed. And that one healing bring the whole island to know the power of Jesus. So no matter where you are, maybe in this story we see Paul is being on this little island out of nowhere for three months. But even in such a time like that, God can use for his purpose, for his testimony. And I believe Wherever, whenever in our lives, when we walk with God, God has a purpose in each place that he brought us into. When God called you into your family, you have a purpose of God in your family. When God put you in your workplace, God has a purpose in your workplace. You need to become a testimony. You need to become the messenger of God to speak hope, to speak love, and to speak life. Amen. Let's have the musicians to come forward and let us prepare our heart. I want every one of us just bring ourselves personally with God. It's not me speaking with you, but you need to hear His voice personally. And let's just sing, Oh Lord, in my life, 
be glorified, God. Be glorified. Let us all stand up together in His presence.